0: I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings
1: the- Dude, that's pretty oh, cool I man, that is really- just that sad clown a plan. Sad plan. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good
0: This is the clue Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Um, I'm excited. This morning, um, we got a guy who's been uh, in F3 almost since the beginning. Some some would probably consider him a uh, you know one of our uh, redwoods um but he's also been a leader of the maze uh and a leader of several ipc challenges and uh, this past year um is helping accelerate our fitness with the apex uh so we've got uh, our man hardhat here and a lot of you know him i think i just saw a picture of some pretty fancy uh winter gear out on Twitter there. But uh hard hat. welcome. And and if you don't mind, um give us the background. When when did you officially start and uh where's the name hard hat come from? All
2: right. So it was August of 2018. Uh it's not quite the beginning. And uh as Gator told me a few weeks ago, he, he called me an orange wood. So almost a redwood. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, my neighborhood used to, on Friday evenings, a lot of us would get together and hang out and kind of party a little bit. And uh, one of my neighbors, Thunderhead, had been trying to EH a bunch of guys to come out to the workout. And there were probably two or three times that I had told them I would do it. And then the night got away from us and we, we didn't end up hosting that morning so uh we finally made it happen i think it was august 25th uh he got me out to the oracle and it was no doses vq and uh the the workout was brutal uh we ran a ton and a guy that wasn't even leading the workout i thought was trying to kill me with american hammers at the end uh because i swear we did 80 but the back blast says we only did 50 uh, and that was a uh, boom, boom. And so, yeah, we, uh, crazy workout it was tough. And, uh, there were two F and Gs, me and the one we all know is waffle house. And, uh, I believe he got named first and I was confused as to what was going on. I think a lot of guys were confused how he got the name of waffle house. And I, I wasn't so sure about the group at the time. So I, I was wearing a Qit shirt, even though I didn't work for Qit anymore. And so I told guys, I teach construction, I work construction, I like to build things. And that was pretty much all I shared. And so I got the name Hard Hat. And uh, I thought it was kind of funny afterwards. I didn't really like the name, but I did realize I do kind of have a Hard Hat collection. So maybe it is a little
1: fitting. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, uh, you know, I believe that Notice would put on a tough beat down, but I also know you to be in pretty good shape. So for you to say that it must have been pretty brutal. Um, I guess where were you at kind of in your fitness journey at that point? Were you super fit stud that we know today or, or not, not so much? <laughs>
2: not not so much. I I think I was in decent shape but I wouldn't really I I wasn't much of a gym goer um I would run periodically I I was the kind of guy I always needed some event on the calendar to work towards and so in the past you know that had been like a half marathon or a tough mudder or um you know different events like that and I hadn't done any of those for a while and and so I was just you know, kind of hanging on with running occasionally, but not a whole lot. I never really enjoyed running a ton uh, until somewhat a little more recently in F3. Um, Yeah, so it was, I mean, it was definitely the workout that, that got me there. In fact, uh, Thunderhead never really told me a whole lot else about the group uh, before we got there. So... Uh, I was a little caught off guard, I would say, and it did feel, I, I was, uh, really hesitant to, to buy into everything, but we grabbed coffee after that first workout. And I was surprised at the conversations that we were having at coffee. Like, uh, somebody asked one guy about his kids ages and, the ages didn't quite add up. And he explained that one of his kids was adopted. The next thing I know, a couple of guys were talking about being adopted and and that. And it just, you know, for these guys that didn't know each other very well, uh, opening it up about things like that over coffee after a workout, uh, you know, just, it really surprised me. And so uh, Saturdays at the Oracle were kind of my go-to for a while because back back then we didn't have workouts every day so uh that was what made sense for me and and then the maze because that was really close to home
0: What um as you think about that because i i agree i i think that was one of the first things i noticed was just there's something different here um the conversations and and you know the willingness to go deep without necessarily knowing a guy right what um as as time has gone on, do you feel like that's continued as we brought new guys in, or has the growth been, you know, detrimental to some of that, or or how have you seen us shift or adapt so that we can still uh, have those those good quality conversations?
2: I I think the the quality conversations are still there. I think everything that's happened uh, with our group has been great as far as the growth goes. You get to talking with some of these guys that had been around in the early days before we even had a workout every day of the week. And I I mean, for most of us, we miss a lot of that. I miss uh, the plague coming out to the maze because it was the only Thursday spot. And, you know, I don't think Folsom has been to the maze since Futurama launched Um, and now, you know, that might not even be his regular spot on Thursdays and so it's it is weird you know all these guys that you used to see several times a day uh or several days of the week every week now you you know go weeks without seeing them and so it is it's different but I think you know there's a little bit of selfishness uh wanting things to kind of go back to the way they were a little bit but there's been a lot of great stuff that's come out of the the growth and expansion. And I think it's really good to have an open mind uh, for that. I mean, I've some of my best friends in F3 now are guys that I met in the last year. Um, they weren't, you know, posting three years ago. So, um, and a lot, of, like we all know, there's a lot of guys that, the need f3 f3 needs them and you know if we just tried to keep it a, a small tiny group it's not going to be like that so they're not gonna be able to share their experiences and help keep this thing special
0: um you you've focused a lot on the on the first staff and i think i've enjoyed many uh pre-runs with you and you certainly give me a run for my money these days um but you know, you you have uh, done an excellent job just accelerating your fitness, and I think um, even helping other guys. What what is it about some of the challenges, like the IPC, like that's something that you really um, have engaged with, but also like help other develop other leadership opportunities. Same thing with Apex. What do you think that hook is for you that makes those those um, kind of fitness challenge type things? Uh, so beneficial
2: or, or why do you, what do you enjoy about those? Um, I, so when I try to (laughs) think about what, what it is, why I am drawn to those things, I, one of the things that I've really enjoyed about F3 as a whole is that it's not easy. You know, the workouts aren't easy. Most of the time they're not anyway. And uh, so that challenge, you know, there's a lot of times you'll hear it in a COT that we just did the hardest thing you're going to do all day. And, uh, I, you know, for most days, that is true for, for a lot of us. And uh, I came from an industry where every day I was dealing with uh, a ton of stress and like difficult conversations, difficult choices, lots of problem solving. And about a year before I started F three, I switched careers and uh, got out of that. And you know, my my change of pace was was nice. It was kind of what I was looking for, but I was still missing that urge to challenge myself. Um, and so, the workouts became a little bit of a challenge. And then as I kept posting more and getting in better shape, they became easier. and so I wanted you know to continue uh, finding challenges and Iron packs was definitely um, it was definitely a challenge that uh, really pushed my limits. Uh, the apex being I, I don't know if I would say the apex is necessarily challenging. it is when you set goals and you're trying to break those goals. So you can make it as easy as you want it to be. And same thing with iron packs, but you know you got to have that mentality that you're gonna you're gonna push yourself and try to get the the best time or score you can.
1: I would I would say that uh, iron packs is probably challenging when you're wearing a boot, right? (laughs) Because I don't know, hard hat actually participated I think two years ago in a walking boot, and uh, I happened to be there on one of those occasions, and he was flying through burpees, and he beat me that day with a walking boot on. So yeah, I bet it was challenging. Um, Maybe you can talk a little bit for the guys that haven't done the iron packs, like what is it that, I I mean, you said it kind of drew you the challenge or whatever, but how would you encourage guys to actually participate in that? You know, F3 is somewhat of a non-competing, right? We're not supposed to be competing with each other and the iron packs brings in this dynamic of competition. You know, everyone wants to see where they stack up in the region. How do you balance that non-competitive um, that non that non-competitive side with the competitive side? That's really hard because
2: there's a lot of guys that are turned off by Iron Packs because of the competition. And the first year that we started participating in Iron Packs, I remember having conversations on pre-runs with guys that refused to do uh, an Iron Packs workout. Um and so those conversations have led me to be careful in how I talk about iron packs. I don't want, even though it naturally is a, a competitive event, I mean, that's somewhat of how it was intended when it was first, you know, dreamed up. But uh, I really try to avoid the conversation about it being competition. And I, uh, try to avoid conversations, comparing guys' times and scores. Uh, sometimes, you know, if you're asked the question, you, you fall into answering the question and, um, you know, it's a little bit of a trap, but uh, <laughs> I'll sometimes ignore that. And then, you know, just promoting it as far as uh, announcing to um, guys that, you know, if you can do a, a double Murph and you thought that was really hard, you know, try the Iron Packs out. Uh, I think you'll be surprised at how challenging it is, but at the end of it, it's super rewarding to, to have that sense of accomplishment. Um, and then you've suffered through it with all these other guys as well. Um, the last Iron Packs workout this year <laughs> was so brutal, but I think it was a really good, one to uh wrap up uh the month of iron Facts because everyone worked out for the same amount of time so it was a rep space workout and so it, it didn't matter how fast you were going through the whole thing everybody was pushing themselves the entire time yeah
0: I, and i think you're onto something there right because the the fellowship that at least I feel like I experienced during iron packs, um, was a little bit different because it was so, it was so hard. I mean, it was like you, you had nothing left in the tank, but then you still had guys going to pick up the six. And I feel like, um, you know, part of their intent or the, you know, mission of iron packs is really to create that common struggle, um, for guys to, to work through. And I, and I really do believe. I mean, during that time it was like, I remember sitting around, like we just sat on our coupons in the middle of the field for name Rama for one of them I was at, and it was kind of like, we couldn't stand, you know, we were like, and and it was just like, um, I don't know, it just is is a unique feeling. I, I don't know that most beatdowns are that way. I know, um, Pony and, and Ponzi led a beat down this last week um, that I, I went to and I was hesitant because I thought it was gonna be one of those, you know, low calorie, too much fun, not enough working out. Um, but they actually got, got me uh, over 500 calories uh, burned. So I felt, felt like, um, you know, but so much of it is, is how you push yourself. And I, I like your comment about um, developing goals so that you can challenge yourself there. What's been as you've seen other guys come through Apex and even Iron Packs, What um, you know, as a as a leader, what are some things that we could be doing to encourage each other to to develop those goals? Kind of in the the you versus you uh, mentality. Have you found any, any helpful strategies there?
2: Uh, that's a good question. I <clears throat> you know. I think everybody handles the goals a little bit different and sometimes needs motivated in different ways. Um, so like for me, uh, every once in a while, someone will ask me if I've beat my best time at something on the apex and like just being asked about it. It's almost like they're challenging me to, uh, step it up and, and, you know, beat that time this next go around. Um, And there's, you know, that's, that's really hard. I've done the the Apex a lot now. And uh, there's, there's a lot of days where I'm not feeling it. So, or I might, might feel like I can do really well in one event, but I'm not gonna, you know, go all out on another. Cause even if I did, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I think for a lot of guys, especially with the apex, I mean, we haven't had, uh, too many guys do it multiple times. So I try when I send everyone their stats to give them some encouragement that the next time you do it, I think is better because then you can compare, uh, your baseline stats to the second round, uh, and see some improvement I don't know if I've told anyone this yet, but no one that's done it multiple times has broken all of their, you know, their own records the second go around. So there's always
1: room for improvement in in all the different things. I love that. That's so interesting. Um, Sorry. And, you know, we try and highlight leadership here. And I'm just really curious on how the, the thought of APEX came to you. And, I mean, it's a really interesting concept. And I haven't done it myself yet, but definitely can see where you would want to create some goals for yourself and use it as a metric to kind of measure where you've been and where you're going so how did that come to you
2: uh it came to me from a text from plague uh he sent me Memphis uh fitness test uh i think he was trying to distract me from trying to secretly launch another ao uh (laughs) that might've interfered with plans for some other AOs that were going to launch. So he sends me this quarterly fitness test that Memphis was doing and asked if, uh, what my thoughts were on it. When I first like read through what Memphis was doing, I I told him I didn't think it was a good idea. Um, It was, it just seemed too competitive. Uh, that I felt like they're really like the thing about iron packs, you don't know until that Sunday for the week, what the workout's going to be. And this fitness test, uh, it's the same every month. We don't change it up. So it's, it's kind of like a Murph, you know, what you're, you know, what, what to expect. Um, but anyway, after, after telling him, I thought it was a bad idea. Uh, we had, I think we had a conversation on a pre-run, talked with Tater Todd a little bit about it and, um, just started thinking about it some more, how we could, uh, implement it. And it was also a tool just to give us something different other than, you know, the typical beat downs, uh, that maybe could spark uh, another leadership opportunity for another PACS. And so I could go get this thing launched and then maybe help uh, get someone transitioned into to leading it. Cause that was kind of where I was at with everything. I was I was done being a site queue. I was uh, kind of still craving that a little bit though. And looking for, for something to help continue to to lead and so I was wanting to launch a site and then maybe find a new site queue for it quick and transition it over because I you know I I felt like that might be something fun to do to go launch a site versus you know take one over Um, so yeah that was that was kind of where I was at when that whole thing started
0: uh, I, I remember that. I don't know if it, I, you made me sound kind of manipulative there. I don't know if that, <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I remember that conversation. And I think what's really hard is, is as we've grown over the last, you know, year or, or three, I guess, is you never really know when, like when and where, right, is the right time to launch a site or in what area. And what, what I will say is um, we haven't had a site fail per se, right? We, we've only really had one Thursday evening site that we, um, that we shut down, but we tend to get enough guys that are engaged and interested and, and ready to um, support a site that may appear to be struggling. And, and that, honestly, what I think I hear more often is, guys enjoy the smaller uh, workouts, right? The, the workouts where there aren't 50 guys there because you actually get to talk to people. Um, so I think we've learned from that over time that, that, Hey, we, you know, there's probably less, uh, magic to the, the location and the, t- and the timing, right. It's really just, do we have the, the right guy to lead and, um, the right packs to support. So I think, you know, this next spring, um, you know, a little, uh, teaser here, maybe I'll be looking to you hard hat to help, uh, move us out uh, further into the, the Western, uh, sphere there um, because we definitely need some expansion in in Elkhorn but I don't know if I can share too much of that here but I I do want to just pause because I think I think what you said there was really key um, as far as how do you lead guys to develop goals and achieve those goals and I I think it's just asking them and being transparent with your goals and and being the type of leader that has goals right I mean I think that's the first step is really that self-awareness of where you're trying to go um and i've seen you do that also um with uh with queen service and and you're not you're, you know you're not one of those guys that most people would associate with like trying to lose a bunch of weight or you know and so i i think you've engaged on that front just even in like a maintenance you know like hey i'm i still want to have a goal around this and um it's been a lot of fun you know for me to watch i think um you know, that's just kind of a, some self-accountability here that I need to probably be more engaged in some of those things. Um, you know, it's been three years of trying to out, King my queen and um, it just, it doesn't work. But um, talk to me a little bit about, because there's a lot of fellowship that happens in those things, right? IPC, uh, Apex, Queen Service. How has that grown for you over the last few years? You, you mentioned having some closer friends um, now, but how, how have you seen uh, yourself develop in the second half
2: yeah so yeah there's there are several guys that um have similar goals and similar attitudes towards iron packs and and these different challenges and and you start to find the for me i've found those guys through iron packs challenges seeing a lot of the same faces every week at these different uh these different workouts um and so having conversations after those workouts starting to do more pre-runs together um has has definitely grown the fellowship and um you know we I've listened to all your episodes and there's like you know there's sometimes a lot of talk about shield lock and so on and, Um, I always, I always refrain from like diving completely into all of the freed to lead and the Q source and everything. I mean, there's a lot that I love about all of it, but I, I still would hold back a little bit. And shield lock was one of those things that I always kind of held back on trying to find guys for shield lock and Uh, Through pre-runs and iron packs challenges and so on, I, you know, would start to identify these guys that I've got some similarities to, whether it's uh, goal setting or uh, like parenting styles or, um, you know, whatever it might be. And and I could go to these guys if I was struggling in a certain area, kind of knew who I wanted to have a conversation with in fact there's been times where uh I might be dealing with something at home that's just weighing heavy on me and like there's just a couple of guys that I want to talk with about it and so I try to think all right where's he gonna be or I might text him and see if he's up for a pre-run uh this day or you know and so that's always been nice and I've kind of uh got a little bit more of a formal shield lock now even though I think we just text mostly we don't really meet up a whole lot for for it but it's nice being able to have some extra accountability and I think that's one of the things that kind of kept me going in this group was you know getting to a point where if you you get a little bit of a reputation for posting most days or posting at the same spots and then you're not there and somebody reaches out and asks how things are going um you know that just having that little reminder uh, definitely helps bring things back
0: i i like that because it you know i think the Shield lock is a thing that we, a lot of times struggle to to formalize, but at least identifying the guys that you could talk to. Um, I think that's what it's all about, right? And, and there's some, you know, mixed feelings about like calling it out, right? It feels almost like dating, which is kind of a weird, you know, like for guys, we're like, what is that? Um, but I, I do like that because you've got to have some guys that you can go to um, when, when you don't know what to do or you just need some some feedback on on life and um, I, I appreciate you sharing that I think one of the questions that I would be curious as you know time has gone on and you mentioned a transition to a new job role kind of right before. How do you think, like, has F3 helped you grow as a leader from your perspective? I mean, I think there are certainly things that I see and that others see in you as you've developed over time, but um, how do you think uh, F3 has helped kind of guide your,
2: your leadership, whether it's at home or work or, or within F3? Oh man, it's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely helped grow um, in my leadership, at work. I mean, I, I teach. And so some days I'm planning out lab activities, like I plan a workout and like splitting into groups and how am I going to do this? (laughs) Um, I've actually, I've actually done this thing with uh, some of my classes. I don't do it with all of them, but uh, I'll I'll call it weekly wisdom. We meet once a week and I'll split, uh, I'll like randomly draw names in the class in advance so they know they can prepare. And I try to get my students to share something inspiring or some new knowledge that they've gained at work or, you know, a, a tip trick or hack, something that they can share with the class to help boost their confidence in speaking with the group. And then also to let the students know that, you know, this person, uh, was really inspired by this thing recently and it kind of helps them open up a little bit more so students see some of their connections and how maybe they're going through some similar things so we don't go like super deep cot level stuff but um i've gotten a lot of feedback from students that really enjoy doing those things uh talking about that stuff they learn new new things and um and so yeah it's really opened my mind to how I can approach classes Um, as far as like home life and everything. I struggle like most guys to balance keeping my wife happy and go to these workouts and still get everything done that I need to get done around the house. And um, so, yeah, I think, I think part of my wife loves that I do F3 and part of her, hates it as well so uh, I'm still still trying to figure out a good balance there but I love having the the energy to be able to play with my kids as much as they want to as often as they want to and um, like I, I play a ton of soccer with my kids and there's no way I could ever keep up with them playing soccer had I not you know, been an F3, so, um, yeah, those are all some of the great aspects of it, then, um, you know, I, I don't get into talking about third F a whole lot, uh, in COTs and so on, um, and F3s, I used to, to somewhat regularly go to church and my family we kind of gotten away from it a little bit but getting into f3 and and getting the the reminders on an almost daily basis of um like being vulnerable opening up um hearing other people's struggles uh, like just thinking and and being concerned about others um live third a little bit more. Uh, it moti- motivated me to get into church a little more frequently, get my kids uh, into church a little more often. Uh, and so those are all benefits of it. Some of the different things, I was bummed that we missed uh, Operation Others this weekend. I think we definitely did it last year. And I think we might've done it the year before also. And like, I didn't even know about those things before that. And so have been kind of itching for my kids to grow up a little bit so I can take them to go do some more volunteer type stuff, but also want to enjoy them while I can.
1: Those are, uh, yeah, those are all great things that, You know, I've seen in my own life, too, and I know Brandon or Plague has seen in his life, too, you know, F3 kind of provides this platform where it just gives all these tax opportunities, right, that maybe they didn't know they were missing out on. Um, And, you know, those are some of the ones that you've seen in your life personally. I guess, what is it about an F3 that you think offers to to men in the community that some other types of groups may not offer or they're just not going to get it out there on their own?
2: Hmm. Well, I think, I think the great, so, I mean, if, if anybody's looking for opportunities to go out and serve, they can find them. I think the great thing about F3 as a a platform for serving others is we are free to lead. And so if somebody has got an idea of something they want to go do, they can go round up some guys to go help them out with it. You know, I, I, I feel like you wouldn't get that kind of support in other places, um, or it wouldn't be as easy to to round up the, the support. So I, I think back to when Thor organized that uh, house painting thing, um, I didn't participate in it, but I thought that was awesome that, you know, he wanted to go do this thing. He started talking about it uh, in announcements, and next thing you know, he's got a, a crew scheduled to go do this thing. And, you know, we see it with the blood drives now, and all these canned food drives, and can't even keep up with all the third F activities now. There's so many of them going on.
0: Uh, you mentioned uh, faith. I appreciate you sharing that because I think that is, you know, just being around guys they tend to influence. You know what you're thinking about, and um, definitely helps to think about other people. But um, you know, as you think about this, this next year, right. And, um, maybe some, at some point handing off the Apex or trying to expand that, um, to get more guys engaged. Um, just, just thinking through, you know, some guys might be afraid of Apex the same way they are of like the Murph or IPC or, but, um, what would you say to a guy who's maybe on the fence or, or has not come out or, um, you know, what would be your encouragement or, or, uh, motivation to get them to
2: to try some of those more challenging things um i mean i i would want to find out if i knew of somebody that didn't want to do that was avoiding it because you know they just thought it was going to be tough i would want to find out what what about it sounds tough like which which component or like um Whatever their reason is, I would encourage them to go talk to other guys that have done it as well. Um, I think there's, I think there's several guys that have completed Apex that, um, maybe aren't there aren't regular Murphers, uh, guys that uh, if you go talk with them, you maybe wouldn't assume that they would be someone that's completed the Apex, and so ask them their perception on how the event was Uh, from most guys that i hear they really enjoy it Um, being able to set that baseline to see where you're at it truly is you versus you and i think it's great because you might feel like you're a fairly well-rounded person on a, a fitness level and it does help you identify some weaknesses it also helps you identify some of your strengths um and so i know where i'm at on certain events in the apex and you know regardless of what anybody else thinks i know that i'm never going to get the the burpee record in the apex and i'm fine with that i don't need to have the burpee record i know the max number that i've hit so far and if i can get that or pretty dang close to it, I'm gonna be happy with that. I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to surpass it because I can only burpee so fast. So, um, you know, I, I think guys have to, to recognize that, um, that it is not a competition. It, it's a competition of you against yourself. You wanna try to be better than you were the day before. So.
1: I can appreciate that, and I uh I feel a little bit more encouraged to probably try the apex now. Uh, so maybe in January I'll come uh, I'll come join you and uh, test my limits and see where it lined up. Awesome, probably better than Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, Hard Hat, you've been uh with F three for quite a period of time. You know, you've gone through many seasons and have seen the growth, and you can see that we're we're continuing to grow, and we really don't have any plans on stopping. I guess any any words of encouragement or anything that you would like the packs to keep in mind as we continue to grow, and welcome in new packs members.
2: Um, I I would say just keep EHN guys. Um, there are so many people, so many guys in your life that could use F three and F three needs them. Uh, so so don't hold back on on EHN. Um, I I think there is some technique to it. So hopefully um, you're you're kind of figuring that out or you're picking it up from listening to these podcasts on some techniques that work. Um, I would say for the guys, you know, keep looking for opportunities to lead, whether that's uh, getting yourself on the queue schedule for the next workout, or uh, maybe you're at a, point where you want to step up and lead some more is like a site queue. Uh, I think there's a lot of site queues that uh, might be looking for uh, a successor in the near future. And so uh, maybe have conversations with them about what that looks like. And I just like every year around this time, I feel like pretty soon we're going to start talking expansion because... Uh, you know, March hits, and all of a sudden, you got this influx of guys coming out, guys coming back uh, that maybe had taken the winter off, and uh, and so it's, I'm excited to see uh, how F3 Omaha continues to grow. I think it's great, all of these other things that we keep doing, uh, and for the guys that are site cues or maybe recently finished being site cues it's I, it it saddens me a little bit to see guys kind of fade away from it but i i can see why somewhat why they're doing that um you know because it's almost like he, you've reached this this point where you know if it, if you compare it to like corporate ladder you kind of clone climb my, most of the way up and there's nowhere else to go. So um, I think stick with the group because there's a lot of other opportunities out there to continue to lead and um, share your your skills and experience. And um, I, I don't know, like most guys, I need the, the COTs. Uh, those are one of my favorite things, you know just getting those reminders. Not everyone uh, rings home, but a lot of them do. And sometimes it's just what I need to hear to start the day.
0: Fantastic. I um, I, I do know of some things behind the scenes. So we, we do have some plans for uh, creating more leadership opportunities this next year. And um, it, it's exciting because I we've got a lot of guys that have been site queues are kind of waiting, you know, for what's that next step. And, and I'll, I'll tell you from my perspective, um, we're probably even looking for, you know, treating like the gloom, like an AO, right? Maybe someday Pony and I will will hand this off, uh, to some new, you know, gloom, um, site queues, but, but definitely I think, um, you know, we're, we're also trying to do some things where we can uh, share with guys what is that pathway to get their ideas uh, brought forward because sometimes that's that's confusing so trying to just uh, help provide some clarity there as we move into this this next year so we've got some some big things coming up but um, with that and any, any uh, anything else you would share just uh, anything to get off your chest or things that we maybe didn't get a chance to talk about.
1: Mm.
2: Uh-huh. I I
1: think that's pretty good. We covered
2: covered a lot of good stuff.
1: <laughs> All right, yeah. and we'll we'll thank you very much for, for joining us today. I'll uh take us out on the name of Rama. I'm John Whitworth, thirty, Pony Express. Pony Express.
0: Hey.
1: <laughs> randomly already thirty five the plague.
2: Plague. The plague. Josh Steele, thirty-four, hard hat. Hard hat. Nice hard job. Hat. Hey, actually, I'm, hey,
0: I'm 36 now. I got to remember that. But <laughs> thanks for your time, Hard Hat. Appreciate you, man. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you, guys. See ya.